know, if you're not loaded, you better get loaded because I believe she's about to sail. Tony's talking about watching the news. I've been watching it. And, uh, you know, everything is going, I believe, the way God has had it planned. They talk about a one-world order. If you read the book of Revelation, it's there. He said, when you see all these things come to pass that we've been seeing here in the last few years, he said, you better look up because redemption draws nigh. I believe that Jesus could come any minute. Amen. I believe that. And I don't know about you, but I know about me. And I know I don't want to miss the boat when he comes. Amen. Don't want to miss the boat. If you're here this morning, you're lost and don't know Jesus Christ. As your Lord and Savior this morning, today is your day. Today is your day. You may sit there and say, well, preacher, you don't know what I've done and who I've done it with and so on and so forth. No, I don't know, but Jesus don't care. Hey, man, uh, he wants you this morning. Uh, uh, you know, uh, as I listed to these songs here, uh, a while ago, and ain't it amazing what a prayer can do? Amen. Amen. Thank God for prayer this morning. Uh, and, uh, you know, uh, as we've come together this morning, we want to say to everybody, welcome this morning here to Bloomington Chapel. And if you feel a need to come and pray for somebody, for yourself, whatever, please come and do it. Uh, and uh, don't, if you brought... If you've carried a burden and you brought it in here this morning and you've been carrying it all week or all month or whatever, please don't leave here carrying that burden because Jesus said, bring all of your burdens unto me. Amen. He said, bring them and leave them. And when we bring them and we leave them, we need to get up and leave them when we leave here and not pick them up and take them with us. Amen. Tony was told this morning about her mouth getting him, getting him into trouble. Well, we all have been there. We all been there. Amen. Most of the time, mine gets me in trouble with my wife. But anyway, uh, uh, all I ask for God to do is let me win just one argument with that woman. <laughs> I ain't giving up yet. But he's talking about that. But I want to talk to you this morning about uh, uh, out of the book of uh, St. Luke's Gospel. Uh, St. Luke's Gospel, we'll try not to hold you too long here. We know we've got a baptizing, and we're going to have Donnie out at 3. But anyway, over in Luke chapter 18 in verse 9. Stand with me this morning as we honor God and his word this morning. St. Luke's Gospel, chapter, nine, chapter 18, and verse 9. And it said, And he, meaning Jesus, spake this parable unto certain which trusted in themselves. And they were righteous and despised others. Two men went up into the temple to pray, one being a Pharisee and the other a publican. The Pharisee stood and prayed thus with himself, himself, God, 
I thank thee that I am not as other men are, extortioners, unjust, adulterers, or even as this publican. He said, Lord, I fast twice in the week. I give tithes of all that I possess. And the publican standing afar off will not lift up so much as his eyes into heaven, but smote upon his breast, saying, God, be merciful to me, a sinner. I tell you, this man went down to his house justified rather than the other. For everyone that exalteth himself shall be abased, and he that humbleth himself shall be exalted. And they brought unto him also infants, that he would touch them. But when his disciples saw it, they rebuked them. But Jesus called them unto him and said, Suffer little children to come unto me and forbid them not, for of such is the kingdom of God. He said, Verily I say unto you, Whosoever shall not receive the kingdom of God as a little child shall in no wise enter therein. Our gracious and merciful Father this morning, we thank you for the Sunday school hour. We thank you, Lord, for the beautiful song that was sung. We thank you, Lord, for that and was obedient and came this morning and gave you her need, her problem this morning. Heavenly Father, I just pray, God, this morning, Lord, that you once again, God, that will hide me behind the desk and not I but you, Lord, will be seen. You, Lord, and not me, but will be heard this morning. Father, we thank you for this church. We thank you for these people. We thank you for visitors this morning. And, Father, we ask your blessing upon them and upon your word. And God's people all said amen. amen. You know, I was thinking there, and I read this, and I thought I had another message, and I did, but it wasn't God's message. And I'd rather preach God's message than you preach my message. But he said here, as he, Jesus was speaking, he said, and he spake this parable. And we know what a parable is. It is something like something, right? Containing to something. And, and so Jesus, the Bible teaches us uh, that Jesus said when he spoke to his disciples, he spoke to them in parables or illustrations. And without a parable spake he not unto them. Now a parable is something sometimes that we hear just as this parable was and he wants people to figure out what he's talking about for themselves. And if we can figure things out ourselves sometimes, we're not likely to forget them. Amen? So, but Jesus, he spake this parable unto certain which trusted in themselves. Do you think today there's a lot of people out here that's trusting in themselves? Oh, yeah. Evidently, there is a world full of people out here that's trusting in themselves because you never see them in church. You never hear them giving God the praise for anything. There are a lot of people out here today that absolutely think something that they are in control of their life. They're in control of their destiny. They're in control of how long they've got to live. They're in control how they want to live.
But my friends, let me tell you something. The Bible tells us uh, that we don't belong to ourselves. The Bible tells us that we have been bought and paid for. Uh, amen. Uh, and he, we've been bought with the, his precious blood uh, that he died and gave for each and every person in this whole world. Uh, and without that blood being applied to our lives today, uh, there's no way that we're going to get to heaven. Uh, we can trust in ourselves all we want to. Uh, there's a lot of people that's putting trust uh, in themselves. They're putting trust in somebody else. Uh, they're putting trust, amen, in their parents. They're putting trust uh, uh, in the preacher. They're putting tr uh, trust uh, uh, in their teacher. But let me tell you something today, friend. Uh, if you've got your trust anywhere uh, on eternal life, if you've got it on anybody uh, except Jesus Christ, uh, you're not going to go to heaven today. Amen. Uh, you might say, well, uh, and so there's people today uh, uh, go to church. There's all kinds of people that go to church. Uh, and I'll think of uh, uh, the two people that do go to church uh, is the lost people and the saved people. Uh, and that's what I've always thought, you know. And when it comes right down to it, there is just two kinds of people. Uh, there's the lost and there's the saved. Uh, but here Jesus talks uh, about another kind of people, uh, a man that went to church. Uh, and he, listen here what he said. Uh, and he spake this parable uh, unto certain which trusted in themselves, uh, that they were righteous, uh, and they despised others. Uh, now two men, he said, went uh, up into the temple to pray. Uh, he said the one being a Pharisee uh, and the other being a publican. Uh, you might say, well, what is a Pharisee? Uh, well, the Pharisee was a religious leader, supposed to be a religious leader. Uh, now they did have a religion, uh, but they know nothing about a born-again salvation. Uh, amen. Uh, they was people that was in the temple. Uh, they controlled the temple. Uh, they told people how to dress. They told people how to talk. They told people how to act. They told people how to live. Uh, but Jesus said, uh, they'll put a lot of these things on you, uh, but they themselves uh, don't do it themselves. Uh, uh, so that is a religion today uh, when people tell you uh, what to do and how to live. Uh, and so this Pharisee, uh, he went up also to pray. Uh, I mean, both of them needed to be in church. Uh, both of them needed to be praying, uh, but they needed to be a praying for the same thing. Uh, but this Pharisee prayed one way, uh, and the old publican, which was a sinner, uh, he prayed the other way. Uh, but listen to what uh, uh, this Pharisee said. Uh, the Bible said the Pharisee stood uh, and prayed thus, uh, listen to this, within himself. Uh, he prayed thus within himself. Uh, and he said, uh, God, I thank thee uh, that I am not as other men are. Is that what it says? Uh, extortioners, uh, unjust, adulterers, uh, or even as this publican. Uh, listen to verse 12. Uh, he said, I fast twice a week. Uh, he said, in the week. Uh, he said, I give tithes uh, that, the, of all that I possess. Uh, you know, uh, I, I give tithes of all that I possess. Uh, you see, if you notice here, uh, in verse 11 and 12, uh, uh, he was talking to Jesus. He was a praying, so to speak, uh, uh, Brother Mark. Uh, but he was telling Jesus uh, 
why, how good he was. Uh, he is telling Jesus uh, of what he done. Uh, he said, I'm glad. Uh, I'm not like that sinner over there. Uh, he said, I fast twice a week. Uh, I give tithes of all I possess. Uh, he said, I don't do any of these things. Uh, he is telling Jesus. Uh, and five times in them two verses, you can read it later, five times uh, in them two verses, Tony, uh, he said, I, I, I. That's the way a lot of preachers are today. That's the way a lot of preachers are, teachers are today. It's not about God. It's not about you. It's about them. Well, I'm going to tell you something. If I ever get to the place in my life where it's preaching is all about me and not about you and not about God, y'all run me out of the country. Don't stop and leave me staying here. Run me plumb out. This is not about us. It's about God this morning. Amen. I can't save anybody. I pay my tithes. Amen. Every week, Brother Mark, I pay my tithes. Amen. I fast and I do these things here that he said. But it's not about what you do. There's a lot of people who want to be looked at. There's a lot of people a lot more wealthier, I guess, than I am. I don't know about that. If they've got all the money in the banks down here at Columbia and they don't have Jesus, I'm more wealthier, hey man, than they are. Let me tell you something. They may be millionaires down here and not live in a mansion, but I know Jesus and I know what he said. You just wait and see what I've traded for a mansion one of these days. I know I'm 75 years old, but God has put something in me just like an old by time next clock when the Holy Ghost gets me stirred. It takes me forever to wind down. This Pharisee was telling God, God, look at me. Look at what I've done. There's preachers today. If you know and they lay hands on you and they pray for you and you're healed, they'll get out and say, boy, I laid hands on so-and-so and I healed them. I got news for you. He didn't heal nobody. They ain't but one healer and his name is Jesus. Hallelujah. (laughs) Yeah, this old preacher or this old Pharisee telling God how good he was, Tony. Did you ever try telling God how good you were? Did you ever try telling God, well, God, look at me. God, I done this. God, I done that. God, I ought to really, I ought to really be praised for this. Some say God don't listen to people like that. He hears it. He hears them. God hears everything. Yeah. All about me. You ever seen anybody that way? It's all about me. A lot of these people think they're a lot better than I am. But they ain't. We're all going to face the same God one of these days. We're going to face the same God one of these days. I said, <laughs> I remember back when God told me to preach back years and years ago. My wife told me I was going to preach the first time I was going to preach. 
And she said to me, she said, honey, we've been up to Casey County to see somebody up at the funeral home. That's where we've been up there. And she come back and getting ready for church. She said, honey, she said, I'm sorry that I don't have a suit for you to wear for the first sermon. I was born old-fashioned, I've lived old-fashioned, and I'll die old-fashioned. If you think I ain't, you just cook a big tittle of beans and cornbread and give me a big onion sometime, piece of meat, and you call me and see if I won't come sit down. That's as old-fashioned as it could get. That's the only way I've ever lived. It's the only way I know how to live. Some people say, well, how is old-fashioned? I don't feel any better than anybody else does, but I feel just as good as anybody else does. See, I can feel that way because I know who Jesus Christ is. I know where he found me at. I know where he brought me out of. And I know where I'm headed. Amen. I'm not looking back. I'm looking up. Amen. Uh, this old world is running out of time. Uh, and people, if you're not living for God, you're running out of time. Uh, God is not playing around uh, this time around. I can warn you that. God said you better get ready. You better get right. You better live right. And if you get right and live right, then you can die right and you can go to heaven one of these days. Jesus is your only hope today. He's our only hope. If you don't have Jesus, you don't have no hope. If you don't have Jesus, you don't have no life. You don't have none. I tell you what, I looked over this congregation this morning, and I'll tell you what, Brother Dean, I know there's a lot bigger churches in the country than this, and I know there's a lot bigger congregation as far as that goes, but I'm going to tell you something. I wouldn't trade this in for all of them in the world. Say for anybody in here. Somebody told me one time, I said, y'all a family church over there. I said, yes, we are. We all belong to the family of God. And them that don't, he's going to. That's what a family is. Church family. Mike, I don't believe I could survive long without a church family. I really don't. And I don't understand. I don't understand why. People used to go to church. They never missed. Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night, this pandemic hit, they call it pandemic, what? And they've not been back. They said, asked me, when are we going to get back in church? When are we going to get back in church? Well, we got back in church, and they still ain't been back. I wonder about it, I worry about it. They say, oh, we watch you on the Facebook. Well, that's good, I guess. But that ain't what the Bible says in the book of Hebrews. We just read it in Hebrews 10. That night says, forsake not to assemble yourself as the latter days are approaching. He said, such as some have. Such as some have forsaken the house of God. That won't get you to heaven, church. That won't get you to heaven. And I'm going to tell you what, I'm so blessed here. This morning when we took up that penny march, did anybody notice how many kids you had? How many noticed the kids, all these kids? Oh, yeah. They're just like a flock of patterns. <laughs> and what I love about it, these penny marches, they'll get it out of you people. They'll even get it out of you type people. 
Because they'll stand there. I've seen them stand there with that hand out. People look at them. I didn't know anybody say that. But but I've seen them walk up and hold their hand out and just stand there, you know. Directly, I'll see them go to their pocket. They're opening their pocketbooks, you know. Sometimes they're getting their bill folded and give them a dollar bill. (laughs) But ain't children wonderful? They're wonderful. Thank God for children. I, a few years ago, well, before this pandemic hit here, I don't know I was down here. I don't know who I was preaching. I don't remember what I was doing, but I know I was down here. Sometimes I like to walk the aisle, in case you don't know. But I'm standing here, and I look, and this little girl come out from the back seat or a second from the back in the middle row. About this tall. Didn't say nothing to nobody. She walked out that back there, and I was up here talking. And she headed straight up this aisle. Didn't say nothing to nobody. Here she come right up this aisle. And I just stood here, and I thought, well, where's that little girl going? I had no clue who she was. I don't know if she'd ever been here before or not. And she walked up here where I was at, and I was standing right about here. And she couldn't reach me around the way. She put her arms around my leg and hugged me and looked up at me. She turned around and walked back there and she went back in her seat and sat down. Brother Dean, I choked up. I choked up. A little child. Do you know what I read? Jesus said, unless you're as humble as a little child, you will no wise enter into the kingdom of heaven. We better get the pride out of our hearts. Amen. Now, little child, it wouldn't bother them if the Lord spoke to their heart to come up here and pray. I've seen it happen before. But I'll tell you what, I've seen people say you're grown up, sit here, knowing God was dealing with them. Uh, and I can guarantee you, if we had a magnifying glass, you could see the print of their hand for some of the older of the hold on to here. And I'm not just talking about the law. I'm talking about the Christian that God was telling them, uh, you know what you need to go and pray. And Tony's talking this morning. He's right. We need to wake up, church. Amen. This altar was not just built. For the lost, it was built for the saved at first. And we don't start seeing the saved on it, then don't we expect to see our families on it. Amen? <laughs> yeah, this old Pharisee, he's telling God how good he was, just like God didn't know who he was. You think God knew who he was, Brother Mike? He knew who he was. So that was what he prayed. Verse 13, the Bible said, and the publican standing afar off. By the way, that was, that was custom for him to stand and pray in the temple. But notice this publican standing afar. He wasn't even standing close to that religious man. He would not lift up so much as his eyes into heaven. He wouldn't look up to heaven. But he smiled on his breast. And notice what he said. He smiled upon his breast and God, be merciful to me, a sinner. God, be merciful to me, a sinner. That public, a lot of them was known as tax collectors. They was hated of everybody. But he recognized something that that educated religious Pharisee hadn't realized. He realized that he needed a Savior. He realized he needed a forgiveness. 
he realized he needed a change in his heart. This Pharisee had done got way above that. Done got way above it. Thought he was better even than God. So the Pharisee stole and stood and told God how good he had been. The publican knows, the sinner knows that God knows who he was and what he had done. And he knows he was a sinner. But notice how humble he came. He wasn't just going to look up, but he smiled on his breast and said, God, be merciful to me, a sinner. Jesus said, I tell you. He said, I tell you that this man went down to his house justified rather than the other. For everyone that exalteth himself, that means lift himself up, brags on himself, shall be brought down. But he that humbleth himself shall be exalted. The Bible says God does not, God hates a prideful heart. God don't like a jealous heart. God likes a humble heart, amen. But you know we've had it so easy for so long, we've absolutely got lazy on worshiping God. You know they done that back over in Israel and Isaiah one day God said, Israel needs help. They need somebody to go and preach to them. But who can I send? He said, I don't have anybody. I don't know of anybody to send. And Isaiah, just a young, young man, he walked up and he said, God, here I am, send me. Amen. Now that took a lot of that took a lot of guts, his old saying goes. Amen. Say, God, send me. And God sent him. And he went down and he said, you people have forgot how to worship God. I think America forgot how to worship God. And I think that's what's going on in the world today. America, not all, but our leaders have forgot who God is. They forgot who God is. But I'm going to tell you, the Bible says when it rains, it's going to rain on the just as well as the unjust. You say, what does that mean? It means when God starts pouring it out, the just is going to suffer for so long. But thanks be unto God. The Bible says uh, during that second half of that tribulation, lasted three and a half years, that the church is going to be gone after the first three and a half. We're not going to be here at the mark of the beast. We, and I'm not for sure, I'm, I'm not for sure that we're not going through that first three and a half years right now of tribulation and trying time. Has anybody ever seen it as bad as it is right now? You think you'll ever see it any better? You better hold on to what we got. If we've got Jesus, we've got everything we need. Amen. Yeah, Mark told me, Danny, that'd be good to put on a sign out there. Mark said he's seen somebody was on a sign or on a T-shirt said, good times ain't coming back, but Jesus is. <laughs> That's pretty good, ain't it? Good times ain't coming back. Our good times, he's done past and gone. They're not coming back, but the promise is Jesus is. How do you know, preacher, he's coming back? Because he said he was. When he took his disciples at the end of the city and said, you go and tarry in Jerusalem, until you're in do with power on high. And the Bible said he banished up out of sight. 
And the disciples standing there looking at him, and two men dressed in uh, apparel, white apparel, said, Why do you men stand here gazing up? He said, That same Jesus left is that same Jesus uh, is coming back. How many believe he's coming back one of these days? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Are you ready? Are you ready? Well, I had more, but God said that's enough. He said, let me do a work now. This is the most important time in this day's service right now. It's the most important time. You say, why, preacher? Because this is decision time. What do you mean decision time? Time for you to make a decision. I've had people to tell me, ask them about being saved. And I preached that one night somewhere. And a man said, standing just bawling with tears. He said, I can't make that decision tonight. He said, I'll, I'll make it, but I can't make it tonight. I said, no, you've made your decision. If you make the decision.